0: All right, we've got our hymn for tonight. It is Your Blue Sheet, the sign we're on, the side 267, If God Had Not Been On Our Side. It's a hymn by Martin Luther. It's a paraphrase of the psalmody. Much of his work is based upon the psalms. As a monk, uh, he spent many days chanting the, the psalms. Uh, this particular one, uh, you can see at the top left, where it makes reference to about 1524 as the date of this. We all know the 1517, where he posts the 95 theses. Uh, it wasn't long after that we've got the about 151920. We got the bull of excommunication, where he is excommunicated uh, at the Diet of. He is allowed to make a confession, that was kind of unusual, Um, and he makes the confession, the here I stand statement, and yet immediately after that his own elector kidnaps him and takes him away lest he be killed. The last person, John Huss, who had safe passage to a council after he had been excommunicated, Uh, they withdrew his safe passage and burned him on the stake right at the spot. So Luther got away with it, that is, with his life. Uh, But uh, it's not until, as we see here, even 1524. Not only is Luther concerned, but the elector got out of town as well. Um, So to say that this was simply a matter of a little religious skirmish is not true It involved um, military force as well, and so they were very concerned, not only for their church, for the doctrine of justification, they were concerned for their lives and for the emperor. If he hadn't been so busy with the Turks on one side and France on the other, he probably would have come in there and taken care of this. The hymn, then, is Luther's referring to God being on their side. I'd, yeah, the Turk um, kept kept things busy. Uh, yeah, got all this, uh, encamped outside of Iana at at one point, which was uh, you know, very...
1: Actually, I think that's Vienna. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> 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 don't feel bad, we all make that. It's like, like when you're playing world games, right? So, I think I just did that. Did you? I did. So,
0: if God, if, God if God had not been on our side and had not come to aid us. If God had not been on our side and had not come to aid us. The foes with all their power and pride Would surely have dismayed us. Would surely have dismayed us. And so Luther confessed, even as the psalmody does as well, that we are God's children and that He is providing for us. Uh, and so, uh, what do we trust? We trust that no matter what is to come, that everything works out for the good, that God is a good Heavenly Father and He is truly taking care of His children. If we say, oh, uh, um, something bad could happen it could be detrimental, it could hurt me. Well, what kind of good Heavenly Father would, would allow that to happen? He would not. And so Luther is confessing not only what is true for each Christian in Christ, but also what is true for his church and why they, Luther and others, are willing to stand up, uh, risk their even their own neck for uh, confessing the truth. Without God... Yeah, they definitely would have taken them over. They had the power. They had the military might. They had the uh, financial wherewithal. Three, for we, his flock, would have to fear For we, his flock, would have to fear The threat of men, both far and near The
1: threat of men, both far and near
0: Who rise in might against us Who rise in might against us And so, for those who are Christians, we have a peace, we have a calmness, we know that the Lord is providing. Uh, We don't fear any man. We don't fear death. Uh, You you cannot take away what the Lord has given to me, and if the Lord desires it, uh, there is nothing you can do to me. Um, For the Lord is going to make, no matter what happens, uh, happen for my good, and so we'll see that Uh, as well as we uh, take a look at tonight's gospel reading. All right, this uh, hymn written by Martin Luther, it's only included in a couple of uh, hymnals, was not included in uh, our hymnal, Lutheran Worship, or even in the one that went after that, uh, is included in uh, just, I think, three English hymnals, and all of them... All right. All right. Stanza one, Uh, the tune may not be uh, familiar, God had not been on our side, and had not come to aid us, the with all their power and pride would surely have dismayed us. For we his flock would have to fear the threat of men both far and Rise in my we'll move on to the Apostles' Creed for this evening. We've gotten through the Ten Commandments, and now we're going to take a look at the Creed. The Ten Commandments teaches us what we should do and not do. When we get to the Apostles' Creed, we find out who God is and what he has done divided up into three articles, going with the three persons of the Trinity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You can speak about it that way. Uh, You can speak about it in terms of creation, redemption, sanctification. The first article we'll get at tonight, I'm going to characterize it in, in... simply as God's gift of the temporal things of this world, the stuff. Uh, This is heaven and earth, all that he has made uh, for us, and it includes body and soul and all, all of this kind of stuff. This is a good gift that God has given. Second article. It speaks about, we said, Christ's redemption. This is going to be uh, where it speaks about the atonement, Um, that is, everything that the Savior did in order to win our salvation. Savior. Third article. Third article is going to speak about the church, and it's going to talk about giving out all the good gifts that Jesus won, we talked about in the second article, In the third article, here is where he's giving it out. We're gonna talk about the community of sin, and forgiveness of sins, we're gonna talk life eternal, and we give all that comes because of what we get there. And so kind of these two go together. The first article, which deals with these bodily, temporal, material kind of things, um, these are all gifts that God has given, but gifts that he gives not just to believers, but to unbelievers, to to the whole world, provides and yet they don't trust in him. That's the problem. By their not trusting in him, uh, they think these things are unsure. They turn these things into an idol. Uh, They don't know uh, if they're going to get them or not, and and so there's always, we're going to find out tonight in the Gospel reading, worry concerning it. All right, so... Let's take a look at this uh, first article of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Maker of
1: heaven
0: and earth. Maker of heaven and earth. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven
1: and
0: earth. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. So, someone comes to you and says, Okay, what kind of God do you have? Tell me. Tell me about your God. You can say, well, I've got a God who is what? The maker of heaven and earth. The God I have created and made everything that you see and hear and touch. and If it is, and, and that includes me. Um, this is the kind of uh, God that I have. Uh ooh. This God who is the creator, the one who made heaven and earth, tell me about this creator God that you have. Um, pretty powerful guy? Yeah. Almighty oh. kind of
1: fits that, right? What now? Father Almighty kind of fits
0: that, right? Whoa, Almighty, that fits it. Amazing. Yeah, Almighty, whoa. Um Uh, This could very well terrify us to know this, this kind of God. But the word father, what kind of God do you have?
1: Well, your father would be somebody who loves you and cares for you, right?
0: Yes. So the one who has created all things and made all things cares for me. Like a father takes care of his child. What kind of father is he? Delinquent dad, doesn't come back, makes creation, and then goes off on a trip? Uh, No. No? What kind of God is he? Is he busy with his own stuff?
1: We have a God who loves us.
0: We have a God who loves us. I got a loving Heavenly Father. I have a good loving Heavenly. What kind of God do you have? Well, the Creator, Almighty, but he's the Father, too. Uh, He's my Heavenly Father, and so I know about his goodness. I know what, uh, what he has done for, for me. In fact, knowing that this is the God we have, I'm a creature. I'm, I'm a creature of his. He's made, he's made me. Luther goes on. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures. I believe that God has
1: made me and all creatures.
0: That he has given me my body and soul
1: he has given
0: me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members,
1: eyes, ears, and all my members,
0: my reason and all my senses,
1: my reason and all my senses,
0: and still takes care of them.
1: And still takes care
0: of them. So he's given me all this. Why did he give this to me? Because he loves me. That's why he's given me this stuff. Give me eyes and ears and give me all that he made me because he wanted to love me. Uh, That's the reason why he created me. Uh, He's not just uh, messing around, trying things out as if we are all on this large board game of life. And he goes, well, let's see, maybe I'll take their eyes away from them. Let's see what's going on here. No, not at all. He loves us. Um, And so not only has he created me, not only has he given these things to me, Luther says, and still takes care of them. Wow, I have a God, the Almighty God, the one who did all this, takes care of me. He's interested in me. He, wait a minute, how many people have we got in the world? Okay, i was going to say six. You're up to seven and a quarter now. So you know, they've been increasing. Um, And he cares for, no, oh, come on. There's seven billion people and he cares for me? Can he do this? He's almighty. Of course he can. This is not a problem for him. Um, And so he is watching out for me. He makes me. He provides for me. He comforts me. He gives me the necessities of life. Uh, this is the kind of God that we confess as, as Christians. He also, gives me clothing and shoes, he also gives me clothing
1: and shoes,
0: food and drink, food
1: and drink. House,
0: and home, house and home, land, animals, and all I have. Land, land, animals, and all I have. So... He's not only taking care of me, having made me, he's also created other stuff so that I could use the other stuff that he made. He wants to protect me, so he gives me a house. He wants to teach me, so he gives me a mother and a father. He wants to... So he's providing these things. He provides uh, uh, farmers. He provides the sunlight to grow the food so that they can... Do, and then you go right on down the line, from the truckers that bring the food to the grocery store to the... Plastic bags. I bring. He's doing all of this, directing all these things for me, and providing that. He richly and daily provides me
1: me
0: with all that I need need to support this body and life. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. Right. Oh, so the Lord's been doing all of this for us. Richly and daily. Is that what we confess on a, on a daily basis? Do we talk about how richly God, how how rich God is towards us, how generous, um, and continually thank Him for the daily blessings?
1: I'm not particularly good at
0: that. Okay? Yeah, you kind of feel like that one man that says, "Now, which which are my neighbor? Which guys did you want me? You know, can you? How you know, I give thanks for." The good day that I had, that was really a good day. You know, I got to go golfing that day. I'm I'm happy about that day. Was I happy for the day before that?
1: Some days you wake up and you're a Pharisee and some days you're not quite such a Pharisee. Pharisee.
0: Yeah, I complain because the salt on my eggs is just a little too big. You know, if it was smaller crystals of salt, it would just be perfect. What kind of crazy stuff is this, huh? Um, The Lord provides and yet we're not thankful And on a daily basis, we complain. We complain about 30 extra seconds in the grocery store line. We complain about the hip or the shoulder that's hurting, or we complain about whatever it is. Um, God is richly and daily providing us uh, with all of these things. We're probably uh, not only in the world, but I would say in the amount of human history, probably the most blessed of all, Materially, if we're talking about the stuff uh, that there has ever been in all of human history. Um, and yet we are probably the least thankful concerning those things. Um, if we just confess that God is almighty, um, hmm, so he's given me all that. What have I done? Well, he gave me my eyes, and so I use them well, to look at things I shouldn't and he gave me my, you know, what do we do? Everything that he gives us, how do we use these good gifts? To tear down our neighbor, to hurt our neighbor, to hoard them and to keep them, to not help them when we should be helping them. Um, hmm. And so, uh, what does God promise? Next part. He defends me against all danger and and guards and protects me from all evil. He defends me against all all danger and guards and protects me me from all evil. So I get into the car wreck. Well, God mess up. I thought he was supposed to defend me and guard me. Hmm. I get hit by the car, and I go, well, we're going to give thanks to God that I wasn't hurt, right? But what if I was hurt, and I lose my leg? Now, did God do it? We do confess that we have an almighty God. And we do confess that all things happen, well, even when he allows things to happen, he allows it. And so it's not that God somehow let down or wasn't doing or somehow couldn't help it or whatever. Oh no, he will even use those who intend and he will make it for good. So absolutely, I have to confess that it is always good. you're right. It may be that I get out. It may be that I lose a leg, and maybe I lose two legs. It may be that he gives me a blessed end and takes me home. Uh, whatever the situation might be, this is a matter of saying that God is defending me and guarding and protecting, providing that what I get to that blessed end, and that is His goal. Um, yes, there are in this life. Um, we and you might say, well, you know, I don't really want to be without a leg. Yeah, maybe I don't. Uh, nevertheless, uh, our life is not simply our own. And many times we are done in order that we might serve somebody else. Um, and so the Lord may do that or provide so that someone else might serve me and give them. And I, uh, The Lord's working these things out. And these things are always right and always true. And so he is defending and guarding and protecting uh, us in all of these ways. All this he does... It sure does. And I think Luther knew that one, didn't he? That he is working out all things for the good, for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Um, Absolutely. We need not doubt. Very good. All this he does...
1: only
0: Only out of fatherly... Divine goodness and mercy... Fatherly, divine goodness and mercy. Fatherly, divine goodness and mercy. So we got the goodness and mercy. We got the goodness. He always does good. We got the mercy that He showers upon us, even when we deserve, because of our sins, so many, and by the misuse of all the things that He has given us. But we've got a fatherly and divine. We've got the divine that He is Almighty, and we've got the father that He cares for us. And so, wow, He is showering out goodness and. He's mercifully bringing us back and and providing for us and continuing to send his son upon us, uh, though we may have misused the son the day before. He gives it to us uh, once again. How come he does this? Because he's such a good heavenly father, only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. all this it is my duty for all this it is my duty
1: to thank and praise,
0: to thank and praise.
1: serve and obey him,
0: serve and obey him. This, is most certainly true.
1: this is most certainly
0: true is there a duty we have absolutely Um, because of his gracious gifts and all that he has provided to thank him, to praise him, to serve and obey him. Um, This is the way in which we respond to the God who is the creator and we are the creature and all of his fatherly divine goodness. Why? We're his children. We know who the Heavenly Father is, and so we want to please him. We want to speak well of him. We want to show that we are learning by his uh, actions in this world, uh, and that he is teaching us. What have you learned? And so we respond back to him. Um, whether it's Romans eight twenty-eight, or it is Saint Paul who says, "I have learned." Paul says this. I have learned to be content. Well, take a look at Paul. Why well, walk through his life, you know, and say, "How did he learn this?" You know, what was God doing? Shipwrecking him. <laughs> He's stoned and drugged out of town, you know. I and Paul goes, "Yep, I have learned to be content." Uh, so we too, um, these are all the things that God has made and that He has given us. Again, the temporal, the material. Uh, sometimes uh, Lutheran pastors refer to the first article gifts, meaning all the good stuff of this world. Um, Thankfully, we get thanks for that. And then pastors go about preaching all the second article gifts, which is the salvation that he has won through his son. Questions? All right, let me light the candles. We'll begin. Oh, Lord, open my lips. Hallelujah. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. It's for this coming Sunday, Matthew 6, verse 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is God's word. Our hymn is your blue sheet, TLH 267. If God had not been on our side. side and had not come to aid us, the foe with all their power and pride would surely have dismayed us, for we his flock would have to fear the threat of men both far and near. Who rise in might against us. Their furious, rapid God permit Would surely have consumed us. And as a deep and yawning pit With life and limb entombed us, Like men o'er whom dark waters fall, their wrath would have engulfed our soul, and like a flood o'erwhelmed us. Blessed be the Lord who foiled our wrath that they could not devour us, souls like birds escaped their net, they could not overpower us. The snare is broken, we are free, our help is ever, Lord, in Thee, who made us earth and heaven. You cannot serve two masters, our Lord says. Sounds like which commandment? The first commandment, of course. You shall have no other gods. You shall have no other gods. All right, so. Why does he say you can't have two gods? You could, but something's not going to work. What's not going to work, Jane? Well, just by the very nature of the word God, you can't have
1: two because God is supreme. Ah. And so you can only have one supreme being,
0: you can't have more than one. Very good. Um, as regards us in relation to the one supreme God, what is to be our... Relation, our response, our interaction with that one true God. Thanks, praise, obey, and serve. (laughs) We just got done with the first article. Thanks and praise, serve, and obey Him. Absolutely. Um, Thanks. Thanks for what? I I can thank more than one person. I could be thanking two people, for it. but for everything. And even our because that points us to ah. so yeah, uh, um, one person makes me cookies and the other one, you know, brings me ice cream. You know, I guess I could thank them both. But uh, what if we're talking about what? Who's ultimately responsible for all this? Well, if there's only one person, um, you know, if, 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 if one person made the cookies, I can't thank two people, can I? Because what am I doing? Well, someone I'm thanking didn't do it. The same kind of thing. If I'm thanking a second God, and He, there isn't a second God, there's only one, as Jane said, and he didn't create me, and he didn't defend me, and he didn't, I'm lying about that. Absolutely. Um, hmm.
1: And that's going to, it's not only not going to serve that's going to harm us because we're putting our trust in something that we can't put any trust in. Yeah. Something
0: that does us nothing. That does us nothing. Hmm. So that can't help us, it can only harm us, yeah. Um, So you cannot serve two masters. Analogy, in the Old Testament, you know, God at the beginning said, uh, and the two will become one, and he was talking about marriage. Um, but I've looked in the Old Testament and I've seen where people have more than one wife. In fact, I saw some of the patriarchs who had two wives. Can you have? No one can serve two wives. Can, can how does this work with two wives? How'd that work out for them? It didn't go so well, did it? What's the problem? Lots of things.
1: The wives start bickering amongst each other. You try to please one and you make
0: the other one mad. How's the husband deal with these two?
1: Um, He goes away. I was going to say, go fight the Edomites or something.
0: He goes away and fights the Edomites. Why? Because you can't do it, right? In this marriage relationship, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be serving them with all your life. You're supposed to be giving them all of your love and devotion. Can you do that with two different ones? No, what's gonna happen? In every one of those instances, you see where the one is the favorite and the one doesn't get, and you see whatever. Can it work? No. Um, Or when the situation actually happens, you say, well, that's a mess. Absolutely. What do we have? You cannot serve two masters. You can't have two gods. It's not the matter of simply declaring it, those kind of things, but we know what is behind the whole thing. And that's what our Lord is getting at with this. He's saying it's not so much declaring the god. The problem is that, as Luther says, what makes a god? It's the thing that you fear, love, and trust that makes it your God. So if you happen to fear, love, and trust your social status, as long as I have that, everything's good, you turn that into your God. Jesus says it this way, for either he will hate the one and love the other. Jesus speaks in terms of hate and love. What's he talking about? He's talking about the actions of the heart. That which you, if you have two, what you're going to love one and not the other. Um, our God comes to us and says, I am jealous you can have no other gods. Well, either I'm going to love him and follow that word, or I'm going to have another God, and I'm not going to like those words that he had to say. In fact, there's going to be love and hate as regards to that. Um, hmm. Marriage. Be faithful unto death. Um, That's what I'm supposed to do. What happens with these gods? Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. Loyalty. Wow, that speaks about the heart, doesn't it? Um, So here's what we have. We have this situation in which Jesus says, not only is there only one God, but when you try to do more than one, Your heart is divided. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can't serve. There will be one that will be more important. You will love one wife more. You will love one God more. You will put something ahead of whatever it is. And so the situation comes and says, um, am I going to love my God and do what he says, or am I going to give in to the temptation that is presently available for me? It all comes down to, who am I going to be loyal to? So Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve both God, and he groups everything else. Sometimes the, the, they translate it money, and, and that's a possibility. Um, here it says mammon, which um, I don't know that that's in common use uh, today. uh, it's simply a transliteration of the Greek word, mamona and and they simply throw it into that and call it that. Um, It's a technical term for stuff. In other words, you've got the creator, and then you've got the creation or everything else. Well, you're going to have to choose. Either you're going to worship the creator, or you're going to worship some of the stuff that he has created and provided uh, for you. Let's keep going. Jesus says, therefore I say to you, do not worry. Hmm. What happens with worry? What is this worry thing? Uh, sometimes it says, don't be anxious uh, concerning it. What does worry do? It looks at a situation and says what? What's it say? It's going to turn out this is, gonna, this is definitely, it has the potential of turning, if it didn't turn out bad, you know, and I'm thinking it might, or at least it's got a possibility of it, and if it goes bad, oh, man. Um, and so the situation makes us look at this and go, this is a bad thing. Jesus says, don't worry. But he doesn't just tell us don't worry, as if somehow that would make us go, oh, okay, I won't do that. He gives us a reason why we need not worry. Do not worry about your life. And he goes through all these things. And then he says, let's use some examples. Take a look at the birds. What about the birds? And he says, God provides and takes care of them. Well, so, do these birds build barns? No, nope. but they have a place to stay. Um, do these birds get on tractors and plant the seed that they're going to eat? No. Do these birds harvest it and put all the seed into their big grain bins so they make sure they got enough food for the winter? No. Nope. Do these you know? And he says, "Tell me about these birds." Uh, and yet, what? The heavenly father provides for them. He takes care of them. He feeds them. Um, the Heavenly Father is working this all out. And yet, they don't have it. Do we have those means? Well, Sure we do. Do we build barns? Absolutely. Do we harvest grain? Absolutely. Can we go to the store and buy food? You bet we can. Can we harvest? Can, can we collect money that we've made and save it? You bet. We've got all this ability. And what do we do? Worry. Really? Or or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, how is this? What's this all about? Um, take a look at the grass of the field. Uh, God clothes it with blooms, with flowers. So, Does the grass get in front of the sewing machine and sew some fine clothes to wear? No, and yet God provides, in fact, provides quite a bit of splendor for them in which we look at this and go, wow, look what God did there. That's a beautiful kind of thing. Um, God provides for them as well. What is Jesus trying to teach us by these examples? What's he want us to know? That God is really good to grass? <laughs> Karen? He doesn't want us to, he wants us to know
1: and then not forget that he is a loving father.
0: Yes, that he is a loving father. He wants us to know that this father who takes care of grass, and if he takes care of grass, and and provides these beautiful blooms, and they last mere days. Um, How about you? How much does... How how do you compare to grass? Much, Much greater in God's mind. Much greater in God's mind. How do I know this? How about when he made us? He made us in his image. He didn't say that about the grass. He didn't say that about the monkeys. He didn't say that he made us in his image. Wow. Um, What else? He He sent his son for us. He saw our condition and said, I don't want them to stay in that condition. I don't want them to suffer and die for their own sins, although that would be just and right. He had mercy upon us. In making the world, what did he do? He didn't put man and woman in there until he was done with the whole thing. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. That there, now, here is the place he cares about them. Uh, What about your relation to the birds? Right. We go from the lesser to the greater. If God takes care of the lesser. Don't you think he's going to provide and take care of you who are the greater? Um, if God so clothes the grass of the field, if he does this, won't he take care of you? And then he says to us, Oh, you of little faith. Oh, does that hurt? Oh, you of little faith. It does hurt, doesn't it? We kind of go, ah, And I was thinking, what? Yeah, I, I want to have great faith. I want to think that I've been hearing the word of God and I, 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 I'm strong faith. And Jesus says, those who worry about this, he says, ah, little faith. Hmm. What does faith do? It trusts in God's promises. It trusts in who he is um tell me again how I have a good heavenly Father tell me again how God provides me Faith then holds on to that and says the Lord is taking care of those things um, he's providing for me he loves me no harm is going is going to uh, 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 come to me well what if this is going to happen that, that's hello the Lord will provide then he'll take care um, if in all these ways, do not worry, it says. What do the Gentiles do? You're different. You're not a Gentile. You're not a heathen. You're not an unbeliever. What do the Gentiles do? They're
1: interested in the stuff.
0: They're interested in the stuff. Now, I like stuff, too.
1: Yeah. What do it's they do? Not your
0: God. But God. it's not my God. And theirs was. They run after this stuff. They are pursuing all of this stuff. Why are they running after all of this stuff? Why?
1: Because they didn't have any god that they trusted to take
0: care of. That. They don't think they're ever going to get it. They think that if they don't do it, it won't happen. If they don't work out a protection, no one's going to protect them. If they don't defend it against all evil, nobody's there. It's all up for grabs. Um... Exactly. They're running after this stuff.
1: They're looking for peace. They're thinking that uh, all this stuff will give them peace, but it's all an
0: illusion. And so when the possi- even the possibility of something coming up, we're going to make, that's going to be my peace. That's going to be my support. That's going to be the thing I trust in. That's the thing where I know, well, at least this didn't happen. You know, and we're always like... You're right, we're trying to set up something else that's going to uh, provide for it. The Gentiles seek after all this stuff. And then Jesus says, but your heavenly father, what? He knows you need this stuff. I mean, don't don't think, they all care for stuff, but I don't. I do. But you know what? What? God knows that I need food, so he's going to provide. He knows that I, you know, whatever I need, he's going to provide. Um, He's going to provide for me a house or a home or shoes or a wife or a church or whatever I need, he's going to provide. Um, My Heavenly Father knows what I need before I get there. And sometimes he has provided for me long before the need ever came up. So that when it did came up, well, he had already provided for that need. He had already taken care of that uh, along the way. And so the Gentiles run after all this stuff. Um, Okay. So uh, what do we do then? Pastor says, don't run after stuff. Um, Right? Um, Honey, I'm going off to work. Don't go off to work. Just stay home here and sit on the couch with me, and God will drop it down from heaven in our lap. Just wait. You don't want to be running after stuff like the Gentiles do. Is that what God wants? Sit at home, do nothing. That'll make sure. What do you think, Karen? Hmm. So, so I got stuff to do today, right? Um, you know, I'm gonna kind of. Uh, today has enough trouble of itself. I'm, I'm gonna work with today's stuff. But does that mean. That means don't. Don't plan for tomorrow. Is that what that's about? Don't. Um, Don't save up money for retirement. Let God worry about tomorrow. You just be concerned about today. Is that what this is about? No. What is God getting at with all of this? Is it about having a small car, not a big car? Is it about working for today, but don't work for Thursday and Friday? What what is this about, and how do I know?
1: has given us the means to go get that stuff. So God doesn't God doesn't deliver the groceries groceries to my house. He's given me the means to go get a job, so somebody pays me, so I can buy a car, so I can go to the store and get the stuff. So God has provided that. God you know, I may be the guy that goes to the store and gets it, but God's the guy who made it possible for me to do that in the first place.
0: So is God against work? We work? Is he against work? What does he not want? There's something that this text is against, but it's not work. Worry, it's not the work, it's the worry. Do the stuff you've been given to do today, and you know today's job? may be about providing for retirement in the future and making sure that I have mutual funds or whatever I'm gonna set up and do whatever. But do your work for today. The problem is not work, the problem is worry. What about the birds? Do they sit around and do nothing? No, they do the stuff they've been given to do. Do they worry? No, just do what you've been given to do. Um, I think that can definitely be a uh, a very practical way of taking care of things. Um, I do find, though, that there are others who uh, cover up their worry with extreme busyness. And you you, kind of go, you know, you just can't, they could never stop. And you kind of go, wait a minute. You know i'm not against you know some people I, sometimes i got a lot to do sometimes i don't have as much to do and you're right i mean uh there's other nevertheless whatever god has given me to do you know um uh, i don't want to be one of those pastors that works seven days a week 10 hours a, a, a day you know and my family goes to pot you know there needs to be times where you go nope this isn't a work day you do what the lord has given you to do
1: God's given us vocations, isn't it? To be like you know, your vocation as a parent, or your vocation as, as a pastor, or your vocation, whatever. Because what he's using you and your vocation, perhaps, to provide what God is giving other people as well. So it might be your children, or your fellow workers, or your family, whoever. So, 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 God's using the whole world to do the providing that He's doing for us. that you know, God's working through me.
0: And the vocation that I have been given may be a doctor, and by that the Lord might bless me with uh, a large house. Um, it may be that I'm a pastor and I'm in a parsonage, just not even my own house. And yet the Lord provides. Do you, are you, you learn to be content with what the Lord provides, doing the work that he has been given you to do on the day he's given you, and as concerns tomorrow, well, so be it. The Lord will provide. Um, you know, nothing that has been provided for us, um, well, you know, I can worry just as much as the doctor, because you know what, well, what's gonna happen if, they, if you know, if a tornado goes through here and all uh, my members are going you know, and then I don't have a person and I don't have a place to live and I don't have, you know, well, yeah, what if I'm a doctor and what if I can't no longer perform surgery and my handshakes, shakes, well, you know, I, it can all go away. Um, But I'm not to worry. It doesn't matter what God has provided, how much or how little, um, the Lord will provide. Michael?
1: But in the middle of it Paul, he wants us to give him praise, praise for all of it, even even our work. Physically, we serve God in our work.
0: Absolutely. And I would say, if we're going to look at the birds, the way that they thank and praise is by doing what they've been given to do. We, too, by our vocation, do what we've been given to do. If you've been given to do this, this is what you do. But in addition to that, we are God's people. And you know what? We, in addition to, to what the birds, we can actually open our mouth and praise him. We can pray to him. We can thank him. We can sing a hymn. We can make you know, a, a beautiful hymn of praise. To him, So we can do a whole lot more than they do uh, as we give thanks to the God who has provided for us. Uh, This text particularly speaks about all of that first article, material, mammon gifts, but it doesn't leave behind. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. The Lord provides in those ways. What do we want to make sure? We want to make sure that we are in his kingdom. That is that we believe. We're a believing child of God and we're a part of his church. We want to make sure that we have faith in his righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ who has taken away our sins and by holding on to him, I'm a saint. Those things I don't want to let go of. Those things I don't want to... Those are most important. Those other things, in whatever way, the Lord will provide and take care of those. Uh, and, and he has told us that he will. And so we need not worry. We need not fear. That 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 somehow we will not be provided for. The Lord will provide. Questions, comments. Okay, got our pink sheet uh, for tonight. Any special prayers based on the reading or? All right, Ten Commandments. Who'll give me some help? Thank you, Dylan. Apostles' Creed. Uh, Colton. Lord's Prayer. Uh, Mark. Holy Baptism. Olivia. Confession, Absolution. Thanks, Tom. And Sacrament of the Altar, Lord's Supper. Luke, thank you. Please stand. The Ten Commandments teach what we are to do. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his man, servant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The Apostles' Creed teaches what God does and gives. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord's Prayer teaches how we should pray.
1: There is nothing so necessary as to constantly call upon the divine name, invoking and begging God to grant us faith, faith and fulfillment, and to remove from us all that obstructs and hinders our progress.
0: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Holy baptism brings us into the Christian community. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Confession and absolution is the voice of the gospel. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The sacrament of the altar is food for the soul. this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins this stew, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me the Lord be with you let us pray O Lord we implore you let your continual pity cleanse and defend your church and because she cannot continue in safety without your help preserve her evermore by your help and goodness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, you are a good Heavenly Father, and you have mercifully provided for us, not only for our bodies, but also in sending us your Son that our souls uh, might be saved. We ask, dear Lord, that you would drive from us all worry that we might trust in your promises and not doubt. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.